Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Joe Burrow tearing a ligament in his right wrist. Suddenly the AFC North race looking a lot different than it did Norris a couple of days ago. Absolutely, absolutely. It's so unfortunate to hear, you know, Deshaun Watson going down and Joe Burrow going down. Um, it's the ultimate team sport, but, you know, you never hope your franchise quarterback, you know, has to go down like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I feel very bad, you know, for the, for the Bengals because I thought they were going to be a contender this year. Yeah, they looked for a few weeks like Burrow couldn't play at all. You know, like he was yes. moving around on that injured calf with a lot of trouble. And then obviously he catches fire and they win, you know, five games in a row. And it looks like they're world beaters and everybody's got them in Super Bowl contention. They lose that game to the Texans. And then what a nightmarish week for them, not only to lose to Baltimore, but also have Joe Burrow have this wrist injury, a torn ligament in his wrist. Let's hear from the quarterback of the Bengals right after this was announced, Joe Burrow on his season shockingly coming to an end. Yeah, it's tough. You know, you work you work so hard for for seasons and moments like these, so when you know, whenever you get hurt and it it ends it early, it's it's tough to tough to handle, but you know, that's part of the game. Been through it before, so just gotta grind it out. Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio, Aaron Goldhammer, Norris Cole. Norris, can you explain at all what that's like to get news of a significant injury like that? And Because I think to the average fan, it's it's hard to relate. They just sort of disappear out of sight, out of mind. It's a lonely place for an athlete. It's very lonely because you train all offseason to play 17 weeks. You know, if an NBA, you train to play 82 games, maybe 90 games. Well, he's trained to play 17 weeks plus the playoffs. So he's put a lot of investment, a lot of time into his body, doing, trying to do everything right. And so when something happens that's out of your control, man, it's tough. It's frustrating. But like he said, the one good thing is he's been through it before. So mentally, you know, he can go to that place to yeah. take it step by step and know that he can – you know, he can get back to, to where he once was. But it's tough when it's your throwing hand. You know, as a quarterback, that's your feet and your, and your arm and your hand. That's that's your money maker. And so right. to right. have <laughs> to have that, you literally. know. Yeah, literally. Literally. So. You, you know, and I think we this started with Aaron Rodgers back the opening night of the season, Norris. It just feels like there have been so many devastating injuries across the league. Mark Andrews also went out for the year with his injury to his mm-hmm. ankle last night. And I don't know, may- maybe this is something that just feels like it's we say it every year, but the sheer volume of injuries, the war of attrition in the NFL has never been quite like what it has been over the course of the last few months to me. That's true. And you, you hear them say it all the time. You know, it's not if you're going to get injured in playing pro football, it's when you're going to get injured mm-hmm. and how you can respond to it. And the NFL champion at the end of the year is not necessarily always the best team. Sometimes it's the healthiest team playing at the right time. Yeah. And, it's that, and that's the same way in any sport. If you want to yeah. be a champion, you have to be good. But you also have to be a little bit lucky and be healthy. Yeah, no doubt. Zach Taylor, head coach of the Bengals, you know, kind of coming to terms with this, 
that Jake Browning is now his quarterback and not the Heisman Trophy winner and one of the best QBs in the NFL, the MVP candidate. Take a listen. So that's the news. And, and uh, you know, just talking to guys on the team, uh, excited to rally around Jake. And we've got a lot of great players on this team. And so um, excited to see this team really band together for these last seven weeks and, and find a way, you know. And so uh, we're excited for that opportunity, but obviously disappointed for Joe. Norris, that sounds like a lot of coach speak, but I can't imagine what it's like to be in the Bengals locker room to go from the sublime to the totally unproven. I mean, Jake mm-hmm. Browning has one touchdown pass in his entire career, and you go from thinking that you're a Super Bowl contender, and then a week later, you've got five losses, you're winless in your division, and it feels to me like the Bengals are kind of done, done. You're in Dayton right now, which is in the heart of Bengals country, and I'd yes. imagine you're getting the same sense that the season's pretty much over for them. Absolutely. Everyone's saying it's over, but the coach, the coach said the right thing. I'm sure... When the camera's off, he's like, man, what am I going to do? But, you know, he has to keep his team prepared. And one thing that this season has also showed, Pittsburgh has showed us this. Yeah. Things can still happen. Yeah. You, know, you, yeah. you don't have to you don't necessarily have to have star quarterback play to stay in contention, you know, if your defense and your special teams is on par. And I think, you know, their their defense is gonna definitely have to step step it up a notch. That pass rush, they gotta get Hubbard back healthy. Yeah. That secondary is gonna have to be lights out now and then the no kicking doubt. game, the kicking and punting game. Yep. It's going to have to have to step up. Right. And Joe Mixon, I think, goes from playing a complimentary role to being oh, the focal the point of their offense. And they're also they're going to have to find ways to get chase the ball. I think it's time for them to maybe have some fun here a little bit or at least try and get a little bit creative. Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Norris Cole. You know, I think the other thing that stands out to me about the situation for Cincy Norris, they had an experienced backup in training camp in Trevor Simeon who took the majority of the number one reps for a bunch of practices when Burrow was out. They decided to let him walk, and now he's part of the New York Jets, and instead they go with this unproven. Look, I understand teams liking rookie quarterbacks, and but I think this is the Brock Purdy effect of the NFL, and just because Mr. Irrelevant in San Francisco pulled it off doesn't mean that if you have a championship contending team that you should just keep any guy who you think might have some potential as the backup quarterback. If I was a Bengal fan, I'd feel a lot better with Trevor Simeon starting to play moving forward than Jake Browning. I don't know what to expect. Yeah, no, no, no shade to Jake Brown, and we're sorry, but um, you know, in this league, a lot of time it's the proven. Yeah, and if and from going from this day forward, I'm pretty sure teams are going to invest in having a solid to good backup. You have yep. to. Yep. I mean, what what quarterback has played all 17 weeks? What I don't I don't even know if there's a quarterback that has done that. Yeah. He's played every single game on a contending team. I don't I don't know one that has done that. So. I mean, it feels like Mahomes very rarely. Some guys are more durable than others, but this is yep. a sport where you are always one play away. One play away. And, Norris, you know this from personal experience because I think in one of your championship runs, you guys missed Chris Bosh for, uh, for an extended period of time. Period of time. And you got to be able to have enough complementary pieces. It's different sports. 
But when one of your main guys goes down, I just wonder psychologically where the Bengals will be because I look at their record, I look at their division record, and I look at Joe Burrow being out, and I have a hard time believing that they're going to be able to bounce back from this. Good for them that they have 10 days off maybe, that they can Mm kind of hit a reset button, but they also have a really difficult schedule moving forward. I think we've crossed off, though, at least in my mind where I sit as a fan who's never played before. Like, I'm crossing off one of the teams that I thought a week ago was a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Don't cross them out yet, because remember, remember, we didn't think Pittsburgh was going to be this good. Yeah, but I don't. Is Pittsburgh and, a Super Bowl contender though? Like they find ways to win games. I don't know that they could go to you, Kansas City and win, or or beat up one of the top NFC powers, Philly. All you have to do is hang around, though. You never know, because guess what? Another team might get hurt, which might give them another chance. So yeah. you just yeah. got to be. In, you just have to be in position so that if something happens. Right. You can shoot through that gate. And so I think they can get very creative on offense. This is the time the offensive, offensive play caller, he should be licking his chops. How many jet sweeps? How many right. screen passes to Jamar yeah. Chase? How, uh-huh. many, how many wildcat formations he can get in with Jamar Chase and Higgins? Like, you got you to gotta mix it up. Got to mix it up. Uh, and it's time to kind of get creative and maybe learn what they have in Jake Browning. But now, yep. you know, the door is really open that Baltimore it, Baltimore has got to now close the door and win this division. It, w- it was, at least until 48 hours ago with Watson and Burrow going down, the best division in the NFL. Now mm-hmm. they're the only one that has the franchise quarterback standing with Lamar. And I know no Mark Andrews, but they've also got a little bit of a standings advantage and they have a difficult schedule. No excuses from here on on out for Baltimore. You can be a part of Amber and Ian Nation. The Dr. Pepper call-in line is open. You can join us. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It is not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. We will talk college football coming up also. More on the Joe Burrow story with the Bengals seemingly out of contention. Who is in and who is out in the AFC playoff picture? We discuss. I'm Aaron Goldham. Two-time NBA champ Norris Cole with me, Amber and Ian's on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This week on Football Sunday on ESPN Radio. Touchdown, Chargers. Justin Herbert leads the Los Angeles Chargers into Lambeau Field to face Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. Packers touchdown, Jordan Love. Coverage begins at noon Eastern with kickoff at 1 Eastern on select ESPN Radio stations. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Our heads are spinning a little bit with all this quarterback news. Who is in and who is out in the AFC playoff picture? We're trying to figure it out tonight on Amber and Ian. 
ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is two-time NBA champ Norris Cole. But Norris also, I mean, showing in that first segment with me, and you and I just got to know each other, a very good football mind in Norris Cole, but not a football fan. We need to get you a favorite team. Man. I feel like Triple H say ESPN, <laughs> sell your team to Norris Cole to try to get him to root for whoever you think he should be rooting for. Yeah, how do you not have a, you're from Dayton. How are you not a Browns or a Bengals? Like, how'd that happen? Well, the Browns didn't even have a team. You know, they went to Baltimore when I was growing up. Yes, I'm. thank you, Norris. I'm well aware. And, yeah. yeah, okay, so you know that from Cleveland. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. Cincinnati was, you know, beyond terrible growing <laughs> up. So, you know, it was no... It was no cheering for, you know, that was back when Deion Sanders was high-stepping, you know, so I was a primetime fan. Then as I got older, I had a family member, Trent Cole. Shout out to Trent. You know, he he played for the Eagles, so I was an Eagles fan yeah. because he played Great for Great Philadelphia him. Eagle, yeah. Yes, and so, but once he retired, you know, I, I didn't have no I didn't have no favorite team, man. <laughs> and I feel, you know, I, I'm not a bandwagoner type of guy, so, you know. So what do you do on an NFL Sunday? You just root for a good game? yes. Like I like, like I said, I like Lamar Jackson, so I'm watching Lamar. Uh-huh. I'm watching, I'm watching, um, obviously what Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey doing, because you know Kelsey from the land, you know he's from Cleveland. Uh-huh. So I'm watching what he doing. Uh, I'm, I'm watching and seeing uh, the Cowboys. You know, I'm watching them just because, you know, their fan base is so crazy, and I got a bunch of cowboy, cowboy fans, fans in the family all so, over your phone yes, of course yes, so everybody I'm, I'm, everybody's got those so i'm checking well, maybe, them out but maybe by the time you know we're done either with this show or at some point by the end of the season we'll get norris a favorite nfl team in, in the meantime look this playoff picture has gotten really confusing and complicated to me because you know i had cincinnati and cleveland as two lock playoff teams a few days ago and now without their quarterbacks i'm having trouble <laughs> Sorting this out, I guess let's start here. Are you convinced that the Chiefs, now that Cincinnati, their sort of kryptonite is gone, should be the far and away favorites in the AFC? I'm not going to say far and away favorites because there's a guy named Lamar Jackson for the Ravens. Mm -hmm. And as different as Patrick Mahomes is, there's no one in the NBA, in the NFL, that's as different as Lamar Jackson. And so... I believe in Lamar Jackson. I think the Chiefs should be the favorite, but I think the Ravens should be right there, right there with them because, you know, they both are missing some weapons. Yeah. The Chiefs don't have the receiving crew that they normally do. Yep. But they have Kelsey. And then, you know, Andrews just went out for the Ravens, but he has receivers. Mm -hmm. You know, Zay Flowers and Odell's coming on a little bit. Yep. So I think that those two teams should be right at the top. But then after that, you got the Browns, the defense, they're elite. Texans, they got a young quarterback. Shout out to my Ohio State quarterback because I'm, you know, I love Ohio State football. So, you know, he's doing well. But then you have the Dolphins, who have maybe the most talented team, but so for some reason they can't win the big games on the road. Yeah, right, you right. I, I mean, they have maybe the most talented team on offense and a coach that I really like. I'll mm-hmm. give you a, a sleeper team that I could see going on a playoff run, but they got punked last week. Maybe it'll ultimately be good for them. The way Jacksonville played against San Francisco to me was oh, very man. concerning, just that a physical team like that could beat them up. But they have all the pieces in place, a Super Bowl coach, a really good quarterback who is healthy, and some good skill position players. I would kind of, if I'm trying to handicap this right now and I'm looking for a team to jump up that you don't expect, I think the Jaguars are kind of better than a lot of people have given them credit for. I see. I I don't believe in the Jaguars. I, huh. I I never really did. I, I 
you know, Trevor Lawrence is, you know, obviously he's a talent, but I think sometimes, man, they be putting him a little too high over some of these other quarterbacks. Mm. Um, I really do. Now, as a young quarterback, he's very talented, but I think there's some other quarterbacks that's that I would take, you know, above him right now. Um, so I, I'm not a believer in the Jaguars yet. They, they got to show me a little bit more before before I say I, be, you know, I believe in them. I see my secret team, my my team under the radar would be the Browns. Yeah, wow. It would be the Browns or the or the or the Texans. Well, I'll, let's talk about those two because to me, the the Browns on the one hand, I think have the best defense in the NFL in a year. Norris, where defense all of a sudden is running things in the league. Yes. Scoring is down. Unders, you know, if you've been betting any unders on ESPN bet, I mean, you've been hitting those all over the place. The Browns have the best defense, but they are starting a rookie quarterback uh, yeah. who is a fifth-round pick coming up on Sunday. And I, I got to tell you, first of all, it's very surprising to me. Second of all, I have no idea what to expect from I don't think the Browns do either because they had Joe Flacco in today for a workout. I just think their quarterback situation is so unsettled. Without Deshaun Watson, any one of like four or five guys could be their QB by the time we get to December. Yeah, but they, the thing is... They only need to score 10 points. They only need 10 because they're not giving up no points. <laughs> they only need to get down and get three field goals. Get three uh -huh. field goals and maybe one touch, maybe, you know, three field goals and nine points. All they yeah. got to get is nine the points. The other thing, and you know this like me being in Ohio, they get home games. You it's know, gonna be in, very chilly. Bad weather. They'll they'll have eleven defenders and then a twelfth man. That's the wind coming yes. off of Lake that's, Erie. And that's that's the reason why they my sleeper pick because you don't want to play them there. If they if they host a playoff game, huh, yeah. I'm yeah. favoring them no matter what's going on. Well, they'd have to overtake Baltimore in order for that to happen. Amber and Ian, ESPN Radio. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Norris Cole. And then let's talk about, I know you're excited about C.J. Stroud. Ohio State finally has a quarterback who's arrived. Hey, hey, I, hey, I, hey, I, hey, I, hey. I don't say you. it like that. Don't say it like that. It's oh, a positive. Please. I don't mean it don't as a backhanded finally. compliment. Don't say finally. That's a backhanded compliment. <laughs> <laughs> so they, th this, he's become a legitimate MVP candidate, and I could make the case you know, right behind, because you were talking about Trevor Lawrence, right behind Mahomes and Lamar, the guy that's playing the best at that position right now in the AFC, it's a rookie, but it's C.J. Stroud. Yes, sir. You know, he, he, he's looking like this is what happens when you get pieces in the right trade. They got that trade for Deshaun. They was able to get some playmakers. Mm -hmm. And so now you have a rookie QB, but he has playmakers out there to help him look good. So they're getting open. They're getting the right separation. And the offensive line is holding up for him. No no rookie QB can play with no offensive line. I'm just right. I'm sorry. First yeah. of all, no QB can play, especially no rookie, because the rookie trying to put the reads together plus the protection. So they protecting him. They got him some weapons, and now he can just show what he can do. He's yeah. showing why they took him number two. Should have took him number one. They, they, boy, Carolina's got to be kicking themselves. I'll tell you what's blown me away the most about C.J., the game looks like it's slow to him. I mean, yeah. normally rookies, their eyes are darting all over the field. They're rushed in the pocket. Their feet are all over the place. At the end of that overtime uh, uh, win or win at the end, it, not in overtime, but at the end of regulation against Cincinnati last week, he just looked so at ease and comfortable in the pocket for a guy who's 23 years old. I was pretty blown away by that. I'll tell you, you know, even more so than Cincinnati to me, Norris, I think the Buffalo Bills are the most disappointing team in the AFC. Yeah, they are. They are disappointing. But one more thing about C.J. Stroud. 
I think that they simplified the offense for him. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks, some coaches put too much on their plate, like what they tried to do to my man Justin Fields. Because I think Justin Fields would look like C.J. Stroud. He had an offensive line and some weapons. But now, back to the Bills. Yeah, the Bills are very disappointing. I think they're putting too much on Josh Allen's plate. And I think Josh Allen has to get back to the basics. No no Superman plays. No home run plays. And yeah. they, have to, they have to get him being a dual threat again. Uh, you know, I know they don't want to do that, but they can't keep throwing these interceptions. They got to include him in the run zone read game a little bit more. Yeah, and I, you know, that is the most important stat. It's so, it's such simplistic analysis. I feel bad even being on the air and doing <laughs> right. Simple. But if, but if you turn the quarter, the ball over like that with your quarterback, I mean, it doesn't matter how much talent or how good Stephon Diggs or what what you have around you. You are just going to fall out of this. So to me, I don't think the Bills or Cincinnati is going to be a playoff team this year. Um, And I kind of think the seven teams that are in it right now could be the seven teams at the end. Chiefs, Ravens, Jags, Dolphins, Steelers, Browns, Texans. To me, I think are the seven best teams, especially with Joe Burrow out for the year, which is the news that we got earlier today. If you had to pick one of the four that are in the hunt, Norris right now, Raiders, Bengals, Bills, Chargers. Raiders, Bengals, Bills, Chargers. Who do you think could go on a run and claim one of those playoff spots? Mm. You know what? I'm gonna have to say the I'm gonna have to say the Bills. Wow. And the reason I'm gonna have to say the Bills is because Joe Burrow don't he, he's not gonna be healthy. The Bills have their quarterback. Mm-hmm. The Chargers had their quarterback. The Raiders, mm-hmm. I, the Raiders are in. That's a whole different story. Yeah. But I'm gonna say the Bills just for simple fact they have their quarterback and they have Stephon Diggs. They just have to figure it out. How, how they have to figure out as we said how to not turn the ball over. But I'll tell you the team that I don't know what to expect on a week to week from the Chargers. I don't trust their coach. I know they have a really good quarterback. They're the team that has the talent to go on this run. Coming up, we're going to get you caught up on some of the stories you might have missed throughout the course of the day. Amber and Ian, I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Norris Cole on ESPN Radio. Hey, it's Greeny, and an unbelievable NFL weekend will give way to the biggest game of the season Monday night. It's the Chiefs, it's the Eagles, it's the Super Bowl rematch, and we'll be the place to get you ready. It's Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, could the coach of one of the best teams in the NFL somehow end up in college next season? We're talking about it on Amber and E and ESPN Radio, ESPN app. 
I'm Aaron Goldhammer with two-time NBA champion Norris Cole. We are in for Amber Wilson and Ian Fitzsimmons. We'll get to one thought, and we will bring in our producer, Harry Black, in just a second. But, Norris, i got to tell you, I'm very impressed. Norris has a, uh, a setup behind him as we're doing the show that has, you know, a lot of memorabilia, you know, like me, me, I have like my model UN trophies, like on the shelves behind me. <laughs> you have two, explain what's behind you, the the two gold balls that I see behind your head. Yeah, so I have Larry and Larry Jr., the Larry O'Brien trophies, you know, from winning back-to-back championships with the Miami Heat. Um, and I love having them as my backdrop in my office. You know, sometimes you need to walk you know, sometimes you need to appreciate some of the work that you've put in. So that's what it allows me to do. I look at it, it inspires me to keep going every day. So does the NBA give every player that wins the title a trophy or did you oh, have these no. did you have these commissioned? Do you go to like LarryO'Brien.com in order to get your own personal Larry? How did you come about them? I'll just say that the NBA doesn't give them to us. Okay. Okay. But they but there's they give nothing, you the- there's nothing given. They give you the- <laughs> there's nothing given. <laughs> so they give you the opportunity to 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 bring them home as a collectible is that fair to say no no you have to there's nothing given or borrowed nothing <laughs> i'll just leave it at that <laughs> so, so so what can you just okay but if you want to leave it at that we'll leave yeah. it at that i'm eric goldhammer yeah. he's norris cole and it's time for us to play another edition of one thought hit it it's time for one thought not two not three not four Just one thought with Amber and Ian. Ooh, I like that, Javon. Ooh, I like that. I don't know what song that is, but it, but it's, but it's pretty cool. Hey guys, how's it going? What's up? It's Harry Black, producer Harry Black in the building on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Harry, we got one thought. Everybody knows how this works. You're going to give us a topic. Norris and I will go back and forth giving you one thought that we have about each topic. So, Harry, let's get it started. All right, let's start in the NFL. Aaron, one thought on where Kirk Cousins will play next year. Is it wild because they have a new owner? And because I think they're definitely going to have a new coach, that Kirk Cousins is going to go back where it all began for him. And he is going to be a Washington commander next year. As I look at teams that have some talent in place, scary Terry McLaurin's one of the best receivers in the NFL. I know Sam Howell has played well, but I just don't know that they could commit to him like that. I don't think he's going to be back in Minnesota, and I could actually see him back in Washington, Norris. It's a great take. I think he's going to stay right where he is, though, because I think that's where Justin Jefferson wants him. But if he's not going to be there, I think Washington's the place because he has familiarity there and they have the most weapons for him. All right, let's move on to the next topic. I found this one on Instagram and I thought it was pretty interesting. The Philadelphia Eagles wave a player who last played for them 29 years ago. Bernard Williams was a 14th overall pick in the 1994 draft played every single game as a rookie, but after being suspended for testing positive for marijuana, he has been suspended from the league since, but has been on the exempt list every single season. He must have fallen through the cracks 
What? It wasn't until recently that it was brought to the attention of the Eagles that they finally waived him. Has he, he been now, getting paid? No, he has <laughs> not been. He has been suspended. He has not been getting paid, but he has been on the roster for 29 years. He is 51 years old. You think anyone's going to pick him up, Norris? <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about, man? I mean, I mean shout out for having structured your contract to where you can be getting paid this long. A 29-year career in the NFL is pretty impressive. Tom Brady doing nothing. Yeah, but, I mean, that's no news. Who cares, you know? Hopefully he's in – I mean, he probably needs his marijuana at this point. <laughs> you, you know, it does – my one thought is that used to be a cardinal sin of sports, Norris. But I think what we're realizing now on a couple of fronts – from an anxiety perspective, from a mental health perspective, from a pain tolerance perspective, I think we're going to see more and more players just acknowledging that they use marijuana recreationally all the time. Like, yeah. I, I don't mean that my friends use marijuana recreationally. I live in a state where it just became legal. So I think this is going to become even more and more part of the sports culture. And 50 years from now, we'll laugh at stories like this saying, how did a guy get his career totally wrecked? Because he smoked a little weed, which we're thinking about, like, drinking a beer or having a cocktail. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but that's just the way it is. By the way, that's how it's pronounced, marijuana? I've never yes. touched this stuff. Yes. I would have yeah. no uh -huh. idea. Me all either. Right. I've never touched it either. <laughs> Me neither. All right. We're, all, we're just three saints right here. Uh -huh. Moving on to the college level, where I'm sure they have never touched this stuff either. James Madison is unable to play in a New Year's Six game this year even though they are probably going to be the best group of five team in the country. Aaron, Jeez. one thought. Well, college game day is on their campus tomorrow morning, Norris, and it's going to be a wild scene, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. But they deserve not just to be able to play in a bowl. I mean, to me, if you win the games and you're in the conference, what's the logic behind having a rule that you're not eligible to play in a, because you just moved from FCS to FBS? Why is the NCAA so dead set in rules like this that make no common sense whatsoever? I feel bad for everybody at James Madison because they deserve, they've earned the opportunity to play in one of these big time bowl games. I totally agree. I, I think they deserve to play. I think the NCAA does a horrible job of creating rules that just keep them in control. Rules that have nothing to do with anything. And this is just a further example of them trying to just put rules in play for control. If, if a team moves up to the to the big boys yeah. and they're good enough to play in a bowl game, yeah. let them play in a bowl game. Yeah. It, look, if you look at this like European soccer, I mean, imagine that one of these teams gets called up to a higher league, you know, because they have relegation. One right. of these teams get called up and they start winning and they beat Man City and Man U and they get to carry the trophy around, frankly, because they earned it, because they deserve it. They won Absolutely. the game. NCAA, you're losing. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Next, what do you got, Harry? All right, next up, in case you guys didn't know, Jimbo Fisher signed a massive $76 million. Oh, wait, no, he got fired and got that money. That's Jeez. right. Oh, He's man. not at Texas A&M anymore. Whispers of the Lions coach Dan Campbell taking the job were shot down by the man himself. Norris, one thought on Dan Campbell saying he is not interested in taking the Texas A&M job. He's not interested right now because he's in the season. He has a competitive team. At the end of the season, money talks, brother. And Texas A&M has unlimited amounts of it. 
So he's right. You want to stay focused. The team you have now, you're all in. You're fully vested. But at the end of the season, oh, he's going to listen. He's definitely going to have that conversation. I think Dan Campbell's going to have the conversation with A&M. And then he's going to get more money from the Ford family to stay with the Lions. And then A&M's going to up their offer. And this is exactly what all of us would do if we were in this situation. I'll tell you this. Because of all that oil money that they have down there, Norris, they could kind of pay anyone they want to be that job. Their boosters are as rich as just about anybody. I know no Lion fan wants to hear this. But if they were to win the Super Bowl this year, I think Dan Campbell would be gone. Because I think in certain ways, coaching college football, is it's different. But I think in certain ways, it's easier and maybe a more enjoyable lifestyle than that NFL grind where you're in the office at 4 o'clock in the morning every day. I, I don't... I just don't think, like you, Norris, that this story is going to totally go away. So we'll set it aside for now, mm -hmm. but I have a feeling we're going to see it again. For sure. All right, last one over on the hardwood. The NBA is requiring Charlotte Hornets all-star guard LaMelo Ball to cover a tattoo below his left ear that the league insists violates rules against exposing commercial logos on players' bodies, a policy that sources close to Ball contend has been infrequently enforced. Ball has the initials LF tattooed on his body, short for La France, his middle name, and now his clothing brand. Aaron, one thought. You gotta be kidding me! Oh my goodness! Like, like, like this is on his ear. Who's gonna see this on television? And frankly, I think it's because he's passionate about it, not because he wants to turn his body into a walking billboard. I'm sorry, it's your body. Like, it doesn't matter how much they pay. What do you think is going to happen next? Like, the McDonald's logo is going to show up on some guy's face as he's driving down the... Just an absurd application of the rules and the NBA kind of majoring in something that probably they shouldn't be getting involved in. Norris, what do you think? Just like the NCAA, they majoring in the minors, man. Yeah. First of all, that's the man's real name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Left. Second of all, nothing is going to threaten the NBA. Like, there's nothing that a person could tattoo on their body to promote that's going to take over or devalue the NBA. So they need to just leave it alone. Doris, how much would it have cost if I was, uh, you know, I, I, give, give me a brand that you're passionate about in uh, when you're down in South Florida, like Publix or something, the grocery store. How much would it have cost for you to get a Publix tattoo on your arm to be on there for every game? There's a dollar amount, right? Yeah, well, for me, I don't do tattoos, so it's okay. no dollar amount. But if I was, it would yeah. be, you know, I would need, I mean, you know, eight figures. Yeah. No. Yep. You know, I was going to say right eight about figures, there. Eight yep. figures. Eight figures, you know. Good to go. Mm -hmm. Done. Done. You'll be in the tattoo parlor the next day. Uh, <laughs> coming up next, what in the world is going on in Ann Arbor, Michigan? It was a wild day of news, and we've got a bit of an explanation coming. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Norris Cole. This is Amber and Ian on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Tomorrow on ESPN Radio. It's the fight for the victory bell at the Coliseum in Los Angeles when UCLA and USC go head-to-head. -head. This game will give you goosebumps. We don't just share a state. We share a city. Coverage begins tomorrow at 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ABC. Presented by Dr. Pepper. Well, as the days go by, I'm starting to wonder whether Michigan should even be eligible to play in the postseason at all. Amber and Ian's on ESPN Radio. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Norris Cole. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. 
I have won zero NBA championships. Norris has won two. You could call us on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Made me wonder, Norris, when all of a sudden Michigan had this huge change of heart. We were going to battle this thing in court on Friday, mm-hmm. and we were going to get Harbaugh back on the sidelines for the Maryland game and definitely for Ohio State. And then all of a sudden, from their athletic director to the university president up, we're okay. We accept the punishment. Norris, <laughs> what possibly could have changed over the course of the last couple of days that would change Michigan's tune on whether they actually did anything wrong? You know what changed. The Big Ten said you either take this or we got to open Pandora's box. And it was a lot more going on in Pandora's box that they didn't want out there. And so they humbled themselves and said, you know what? We'll bite the bullet on this one. We'll, we'll take the three games because there would have been some more digging. And the more they dig the Big Ten, you know the NCAA watching and doing their own investigation. So Yes, and I think by the time we get all the information on this, it is going to be one of the biggest cheating scandals in the history of sports. Uh, and and so this whole defense sure. about everybody else is doing it, and I, I don't, frankly, I don't care what everybody else is doing. Right. I don't know that other schools are dressing up on the sideline, that there are boosters <laughs> nicknamed Uncle T., you know, and everybody thought, I don't know if you saw this story, this booster was paying for Connor Stallions to zoom around the country to be able to go to games and buy tickets on both sides of the stadium, dress up like a Central Michigan coach. We've seen all this stuff with this story over the course of the last few weeks. Well, apparently this guy, Uncle T, a booster, mm. was funding this operation. So there was a lot of thought, and I was what laughing reading about? this. What? Who is Uncle about? T? Well, people thought, could it be Tom Brady? Like, could Tom Brady? They just mentioned it alone. Could he be Uncle T? That is, you know, been... you know, they know a little bit about cheating out there. You know, <laughs> now, I was going to say, but apparently, Uncle T is not Tom Brady, and that has been confirmed by reporting. But it just shows Norris the depth of this operation and how brazen Michigan was to just not care at all about what the rules were. Yeah, well, how do we preach integrity to our college athletes? You, you know, the prep talks, the lifting weight sessions in the summertime, the meetings about having integrity and, and doing things the right way. But that's what's going on. Yeah. It, just, it just doesn't make sense to me. And my mom used to always tell me, I don't care what the other kids was doing. You got caught, and you shouldn't have been doing it. It don't matter what everybody else was doing. And so, and that's how I feel. You know, I don't know who else is doing that. Don't make it right. But you guys got caught. You guys were fully into it, clearly. The guys wearing different team shirts and jerseys and visors. It's like they were fully into it. And it's clearly written that that's against the rules. Advanced scouting in college football is against the rules. And so, when you, when you do that, it does give you an unfair advantage. Now, Michigan is good. I, I do want to say that. Their team is good. Their team is talented. Harbaugh is a talented coach. But rules are rules, and those rules were broken severely yeah. several times for, for not just this year. It, yeah. This ain't the first time they did it. This has been going on and on. Here, here's the problem that I see, Norris. I mean, if, if Michigan wins the national championship this year on the field, I'm not going to be able to look at it. And by the way, I'm in Ohio, but I'm not nearly as big of an Ohio State fan as you are. It's mm. one of your favorite favorite sure. teams in That's all. That's my of favorite football team. Yes. yes. Okay. So I, I will sit here and tell you that I've rooted for Michigan in this game before, just to try to spice up the rivalry. And I'm no Buckeye fan, 
But I'm going to be rooting for Ohio State next Saturday because I don't want to deal with the conflicted feelings as a fan right. of they win the national title, but look in all these games, they stole the signs, and then which games did they not steal the signs? It's totally unfair to the players because mm-hmm. they're not the ones. I don't blame Blake Corum for this. I don't think he knew. I don't think J.J. McCarthy knew where they weren't or were stealing signs or whatever. I think those guys are great football players. But just from the fans' perspective, I can't take them winning a national title or a Big Ten championship seriously. I can't put any stock in it as a real victory. I can't either, but don't worry, my Buckeyes, we're gonna be ready. Okay. <laughs> don't worry, we're gonna we're gonna take care. I mean, of it that. would just simplify a lot of things. I think this would be a real asterisk championship. Oh, I absolutely. Guess is, is my point, and, it, absolutely. and I don't know eventually what the punishment would be. And Mike Greenberg had some thoughts on that on Greeny earlier today here on ESPN Radio. But I, I imagine that they would strip it or take it away, and then Michigan fans would claim it. It just it wouldn't be in the best interest of the sport. Here's what Greeny had to say. More punishment definitely coming for Michigan. I think it is a very reasonable assumption that when the NCAA concludes its investigation, that there will be more and significant discipline that will take place involving Harbaugh and involving the program. And if that is going to be the case... Whether you want to call it getting out while the getting is good or however you look at it, I think Harbaugh goes to the NFL if that opportunity exists next year. I think Chicago is a place to look. I think the Raiders are a place to look. I keep bringing up the Chargers. Everyone keeps telling me they'll never pay what it would take to get them. We'll see. But I believe we are seeing the end of Harbaugh one way or the other at Michigan. I totally agree with that. That's Greeny on ESPN Radio. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Norris Cole. We're in for Amber and Ian. You know, I start to wonder, as more information comes to light, Norris, I don't know, NFL owners just want to win, and they care about winning and money as the Mm -hmm. two most important things. But I got to tell you, from an integrity standpoint, as an NFL owner, I might think twice now in the midst of all this before I would throw, I don't know, whatever it is, $20 million a year to get Jim Harbaugh to come coach my team. Nah, NFL is a little bit more cutthroat than college football. Um, it's all about wins and losses and advanced signs and all that are, are legal in the NFL. And so sure. as long as you're not taping people's practices like some you know people was doing. And, right. Well, you know, look, they've got, they've got microphones in the quarterback's helmet, which I know college football treats like it's some new advanced technology when right. I got a 4K camera that I carry around in my pocket all the time. Mm-hmm. I wonder, though, whether NCAA punishment for Harbaugh could apply to his NFL tenure because we've seen that Jim Tressel got suspended in you remember this 2011 yeah, I remember man then that he was took my a team. job then he took a job with the Colts uh and was uh, out for the first I think six games I think Tressel was suspended so I think that's something to watch is whether certain NFL owners Harbaugh they wouldn't have the stomach for it or whether I mean I guess it only takes one but to me part of the reason why Michigan was so blindly defending him through all of this and separating him from the scandal, oh, he didn't know anything, is because they were trying to convince him to stay, which now feels to me less and less and less likely as this thing gets deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah, it's, it's definitely the the Big Ten, they wanted to stop there because they know what's coming. They know the NCAA is going to get very messy. Yeah. So they the Big Ten wanted to kind of just like, you know what, just take the suspension because what's coming next, like Greeny said, the hammer's coming down. Yeah. The hammer's well, coming down. 
Well, uh, Michigan firing their linebacker coach, Chris Partridge. I think some of this is they're trying to pin the blame on low-level low level staffers and mm -hmm. linebacker coaches and at Skate, least in the, it, public perception. Oh, okay, they fired the linebacker coach. Now it's okay. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what, what possibly he could have been doing that's any worse than it seems like what was a coordinated effort from everybody else. And I just think in the court of public opinion, the few people that Michigan had left, I think after the news today and sort of this admission that Harbaugh is going to serve this suspension for the next two weeks, I think a lot of those are gone. Coming up next, let's look ahead to tomorrow's slate of college football, and we will talk to an expert about potential upsets on the horizon in the Pac-12, Amber Indian on ESPN Radio. This holiday season, join in the Disney tradition, the Disney Ultimate Toy Drive. Visit Disney.com slash Toy Drive to learn how you can help bring joy to children in need this holiday season.